0: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are celebrating the return of organized, team, professional, North American sports. It is happening, Tate, uh, as of this recording, which is Thursday afternoon uh, here on the West Coast. um, MLB opening night is tonight. Baseball is back, maybe. They're saying that the... uh, the Nationals Yankees game could possibly potentially maybe sort of get rained out, but I have faith. If not, the Dodgers and uh who are the Dodgers Giants are playing tonight.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Baseball is back. The NBA scrimmages have started. We've got to look at the the games inside the bubble. Duncan Robinson cannot miss in the bubble. Sports are back, Tate, and we're gonna celebrate that. We're gonna look back on on what we've learned in these last four months
1: or, or what has happened or what we think we may have learned. I mean, I think that's the, yeah. the fascinating part about this whole thing is us trying to figure out what has happened in these past four months. And like you said, sports are back. It is funny because opening day to me is such an April idea that the, mm-hmm. just saying it now, it seems very strange and very off, but obviously watching the baseball be back and uh, you know, it's a great feeling just to have real sports. Back According
0: to my body calculator, uh, if opening day is happening, that means mm-hmm that the national championship in basketball should be coming up like next week. Is that correct? So <laughs> yeah, like
1: right around this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right around so, this time. It's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Will they do uh, it? Will OB top and win? Yeah, we did it
0: though. We made it, we made it to uh, uh sports coming back and it's certainly going to be uninterrupted now. Now that sports are back, they're back for good, positive vibes only. We're not going to entertain <laughs> a world where that's not the case. Uh, also we have, we are doing our top five, recruiting announcement videos or, or just announcements in general, just any yes. sort of announcements. And here's why Tate, I have exciting news to share. We have mm. a recruiting scoop. This program, Titus and Tate will be, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to scoop, I'm going to make an announcement that an announcement is coming about the announcement. Mm-hmm. So on Friday, we're going to, we're going to make an announcement about what our scoop is, but we, I'll just put it this way. Uh, a five-star recruit, a, a legitimate five-star recruit. Uh, this is serious i i i 'm hearing myself talking <laughs> yes, there freaking, are people
1: laughing right now know, so like, okay, laughing. what kind of five star recruit
0: I, I swear to God this is true a five star recruit is going to be making his announcement his decision his commitment on our program. This is going to happen, and so to celebrate that fact, we are going to be doing our our we're going to do like a top five ranking of our favorite recruiting videos of all time
1: and for all the people that looked at their phone right now and thought am i listening to get up <laughs> yeah. uh no you are not you were listening <laughs> to <Titus> and tate <laughs> and we have a recruitment on this show and we're very excited uh it finally happened
0: Oh my god! I, I've, I've been doing these Instagram. I, I did like a couple Instagram posts of my story, and I had like five different people tell me I look like Mike Greenberg with my beard. And,
1: well, and, maybe that's what happened with this five star. He's like, I got to get to Green Show. I
0: was so I was so hurt by that. Uh, so that's on the docket today. We're gonna get to all of it, but first, Woody Durham. It's like the time. All right, Tate. We did it. Sports are back. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a long road to get here. Uh, March 12th, I believe, was the, the cancellation of everything. The world just started crumbling around us. Um, we had the shot of the St. John's mascot in the, in the stands by himself, just <laughs> looking somber. Mm-hmm. As uh, Who was playing in that game? It was St. John's and was it DePaul?
1: I think it was, but I, I, I it also That's is one how of those long, things. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel like
0: that long ago, like when you say four months or whatever, but like it's so long ago that I don't even remember who was playing when they cut the, called the game at half them.
1: And just to put put this in some sort of like uh, time perspective, right? I mean, we talked about like time is, is uh, you know, it's in the quantum field. It's not necessarily relative. It's not in a straight line. And we've learned during this whole quarantine time that when I, I, I think about something like last year at the final four, you know, I was looking through mm-hmm. pictures the other day of us in Minnesota in Minneapolis, walking around, having a great time. Virginia's there. That feels like five to six to maybe a decade ago, but again, just one year technically and even march that you're pointing out right now that's when the world stopped and the world uh since it has stopped there's been so many things that have happened that i can't really wrap my head around but i do remember before it all stopped duncan robinson (laughs) <laughs> who, who we were, who you just mentioned at the top of the show he came on our show we asked him the hard-hitting questions that all journalists should ask yeah uh, he gave some questionable answer answers yeah. and he even had his own questions but he's still playing basketball so to see him come back on the other side of this you know making threes everyone's calling him a flamethrower now everyone's like of course Duncan Robinson is going to be hitting shots that we always knew so to see that from the front to the back end of this it, it does feel like there's a lot of room in between, and I want to figure out what in your mind has really stood out because uh, I have a lot of thoughts. What What
0: have we learned in this time? I
1: kind of want to go through the highlights uh, from an entertainment sure. perspective as, as we kind of went through this. So Thursday, March 12th, the next day is Friday the 13th, which is also my birthday. I, yep. I joined the 27 Club, and then the world stops. You almost I'm literally
0: a- joined the 27 Club.
1: Quite literally. Yeah. It basically is at this point. You know what I mean? It's purgatory to say the least. So I'm I'm in purgatory. I'm hanging out on the plane like in South Park and everyone's like, where are we going? What are we doing? What's next? And what's next is Tiger King. And uh, and what the world was gifted and what we were able to enjoy, I guess, uh, together. In fact, for people that don't know or don't remember, I barely remember how we labeled it out. But we did an episode where we did college basketball in the, in the vein of Tiger King. And we yeah. labeled all the characters, which I thought was a great episode. But that seems forever ago. I that can't even remember forever. all the names of all the people involved. But that was the start to me, in my mind, from an entertainment perspective. It was like, I'm playing cards. I'm playing Gin Rummy all the time. And I'm also watching Tiger King. That's the start of quarantine.
0: That was, yeah, to me, like, when we did the Tiger King show, I thought we're stepping into another dimension because, (laughs) one, like, Tiger King itself became, like, the focal point of the entire country. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if if there's not a quarantine situation, people watch it, but it doesn't become a national, international, dare I say, phenomenon.
1: (laughs) I think it's international.
0: The fact that, like, Joe Exotic was the biggest star in this country was weird enough in and of its own. But then the fact that like you and I were doing a show about this Mm -hmm. and I, I thought to myself, like I was hired by Fox sports to be a college basketball analyst and I'm going to do an entire show about a a guy in a thruple of -hmm. a Mm thruple marriage in Oklahoma who serves Walmart meat to his tigers. Like, yep. What what is happening? Where how did we get
1: here? Yeah, and I was gonna say, I just found my list because I was like, I think I wrote this list down. Uh yeah, my Joe Exotic was Rick Patino, my doc antle was John Calipari. <laughs> I don't uh, even remember K- who these characters doc antel. Uh, doc yeah. antle is, is in Myrtle Beach. He's the one that yeah, had right. the, the full-on yeah. ranch. Yeah. And then Carol Baskin and Howard Baskin was Coach Kane Roy Williams. And that was enough right there, me <laughs> reading that list. And that was on March 30th, 2020, when I made that list. That's two weeks into quarantine, Mark Titus. We we were already that deep into yeah. the content outside of basketball. And it's only gone from there is what I would say.
0: But, you know, sports are back. We did it. I, I can't <laughs> believe we did it. Yeah. In four and a half months, Tate, what are, what are things that we've learned? What, 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 as, as we have had no sports for four and a half months, basically, what, what, have, what have you learned about yourself, about life without sports? What are, what are, what are things we're going to take from this?
1: Well, get- I'll take it back to sports. My first thing that I learned is that the sports conglomerate, the community, whatever you want to call the people that are invested in sports – they don't actually talk about the sport. And let me, let me go a little bit deeper into this. The NBA, for example, the headlines have been there the whole time. In fact, the headlines were better when there was no basketball than mm-hmm. when there was basketball. And the conversation has continued, yet – Again, there is no basketball to be had. The MLB is the best example of it. Only matters about the sport itself because the headlines yes. surrounding the league. It was like, can these guys shut up and just play baseball? And uh, that was fascinating for me to, to to sort of watch and decipher, like the the conversation around basketball being so central to you know this bubble and all the you know the the the, the ripple effect to all the conversations around you know what's going on with Black Lives Matter and all the movements that are going mm-hmm. on and all this sort of stuff and that none of it comes back to basketball is what I was saying and then the other day I talked to a basketball reporter and I asked about you know what the Bucks may be doing with Giannis because he got staggered with the with the three you know what the Raptors did last year with the defensive strategy and he was like I haven't even thought about basketball yet <laughs> <laughs> and, and the scrimmages were starting that day yeah, you know what yeah. I mean and that that was like one thing I learned just from a sports perspective we are all entertained by the reality TV drama of these sports not necessarily the sports themselves that's not a bad thing well, it's just something I noticed in the that, that's a great
0: point basketball and baseball Baseball could not be more different in that regard. Baseball, uh, everybody pretends it's dying. Everybody pretends no mm-hmm. one cares about baseball. But I would argue no one, just nobody wants to have like the barbershop conversations about baseball anymore because mm-hmm. the, the stat nerds ruin that. You can't mm-hmm. argue about who's a better hitter, Mike Trout or Bryce Harper. Yeah.
1: When someone brings up war, you look, you're yeah, like, what you do just, you mean war? like wins above yeah, replacement. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is a different conversation.
0: Right, right, right. So <laughs> the 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 discourse around baseball doesn't exist anymore. Uh, the players, the stars are, I mean, Mookie Betts just signed an astronomical contract. And does anybody, does the average person know what Mookie, I watch a ton of baseball. I honestly don't think I would know Mookie Betts if he knocked Mm -hmm. on my door right now. And, and I've, I've seen the guy play a ton. I just like probably wouldn't recognize him without a hat on or without his, without a jersey on that says Betts on the back. Uh, but the, so baseball is a sport that needs to be played. That's like Mm -hmm. how like people still consume it. It's weird to not have baseball. Um, whether you think you watch baseball or not, it's weird to not like have the option if you live in a town with a baseball team to just go to the ballpark on a random mm-hmm. Saturday and just eat a couple hot dogs and not really pay attention to the score, you know, like that's, yep. that's baseball on the flip side. Basketball, <laughs> basketball doesn't even need to come back. NBA, yeah, they don't have, have to play That's the, the one games, thing we learn. Uh You left out the, 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 the biggest thing with, with basketball during all this, the last dance documentary, which like, just absolutely dominated the conversation for six
1: weeks. Yep. It was six weeks long, right? Yep. Five weeks. Yep. Five, five whatever weeks, it was. five weeks, yeah. Ten episodes, yeah.
0: That that to me is is yeah, the big takeaway is like between that and the the talk about it coming back, it's kind of back now. The bubble, is the bubble going to work? Is the bubble all of the last four and a half months, the NBA, it, the, the conversations have never stopped. You watch the last dance. You start that, – that reopens. You start picking the same scabs again. Is LeBron better than MJ? I guess this definitively proves that MJ's better. Now, hang on a second. That doesn't prove anything. This documentary was made by MJ. We can't – and then suddenly you're like right back in the saddle just arguing about basketball, and there's no basketball to be had. And even right now, I feel like you ask NBA fans, when does basketball actually start again? I would say majority NBA fans don't know the date mm-hmm. that like the games are actually going to tip off. Cause they don't care because like it's back. It's like it's <laughs> the, 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 we're back in the saddle. We're back arguing about stuff and, and, and talking about it. And that's all that matters.
1: It does seem like a perfect example or a perfect setup for Live Witness News where we could go around to New York and just ask people, like, are they excited about the Knicks being in the bubble? And they yeah, would be like, right. yeah, I'm so fired up. I can't wait. Or go to Chicago and you ask them about the Bulls being in the bubble. And the, yeah. the, the casual fan is like, yeah, I can't wait to see them play in the bubble. Yeah. I hope that they have a real shot at the playoffs. Maybe this is our year. And that's, that's kind of what it is. And if anything, it just showed me that uh, the, the NBA coverage did not change much with the quarantine. And uh, obviously, like I said, baseball changed a lot. They didn't even know what to do with themselves. But the NBA, the coverage is always about what's going on with the league office, what, what the rumor mill says and the arguments that aren't really settled on the court because they're arguments that can't be settled on the court. Like you said, yeah. the MJ LeBron thing, they're never going to play each other, folks. I hate that, to ruin yeah. it. They're never going to play one-on-one. Uh, this is not a Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones Jr. situation. <laughs> I, saw, yeah. I think it's over. <laughs> I
0: saw Coward put out his top five uh, players of all time. If uh, With the caveat, <laughs> if Kawhi <laughs> wins the title this year, because <laughs> Kawhi gets bumped up to number five if Kawhi wins. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. I would
1: like to go on record
0: if lebron if he
1: wins any finals yeah, MVP, yeah right, right because like if paul george how dare he win finals mvp that this it is does like, not count. this is
0: why I coward if i'm making a top five list of the top five uh solo r- live radio sports host uh coward if if coward wins an emmy <laughs> he's in my top five for sure mm-hmm. no this is why he's to go uh because i think this is the next level of these debates is start is doing the hypothetical like like I you know
1: if this then it's that. no longer
0: if is LeBron better than Jordan it's more of like okay let's say LeBron takes the Lakers to the finals but gets Corona and has to miss the finals <laughs> uh but like it was clear they were gonna win and then the next year uh they w- he wins the title but Anthony Davis is actually the best player on the team. Uh, where does LeBron rank? All time, you know. Like that's how yeah, we got to start. It's, it's, it's a very,
1: it's a very technically speaking. If yeah. this didn't happen, LeBron would be that. If this didn't happen, is, Kawhi, if if Kawhi did not get hurt in the first round against the Warriors, the Warriors do not repeat. Yeah. you know what I mean. Those type, those types that's, of conversations. But that is the NBA. Is what that's that the is whole the NBA? Yeah, yeah. And that'll never go away. I think that's the that's what that's
0: one of the lessons I've learned uh with all this is that that the barbershop conversation around the NBA as advanced stats. I'll uh, become a bigger and bigger deal in basketball. It doesn't matter. It will always come back to like barbershop. You can always have mm-hmm. this conversation. You can always mm-hmm. throw out like
1: I, you know, I, I, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw it out right now. Steph Curry cannot average a triple double for a whole season and then immediately everyone's yeah, like now hang on a second I've been all right, saying, let's that. Talk. I've been saying he, that
0: yeah you <laughs> guys cracking their knuckles and they're like alright that is 30 minutes of programming here we go and it, uh, the James Harden <laughs>
1: fan runs over from the side, He's like James Harden could have done it it's like yeah, oh,
0: okay. yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook does not have what it takes to win a title
1: <laughs> we go. boom People said. <laughs> there you go
0: oh man <laughs> uh, one of the lessons I learned one of the big lessons I learned for me this is just for me personally I mm. don't think nostalgia sports nostalgia can be an entree I thought yeah. I, I think my whole life i probably thought it could like i i love looking back on old moments i love talking about old moments i remember mm-hmm. things that happened and i remember where i was when i was watching games and all that kind of stuff and i enjoy i enjoy doing the tnt classics that we do all that kind of stuff but i like it as a side dish to the actual i like watching a bunch of basketball live in person and then taking like a side detour and watching mm-hmm. an old game or like you know re listening to a podcast that's a rewatch. Um, stuff like that. When nostalgia is the entree, the, the one exception would be the last dance. Like that was a fun, mm-hmm.
1: that was a nice. But at least we have the visual aspect to it and we get like stories we've never heard before. And there's before. new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: Like if they just would have shown nothing but 1996 <laughs> to 98 Bulls games, like it would have been cool, but it wouldn't have been enough for me. That's what I've learned. It's like, I can't, I thought when all of this happened, I was like, well, I guess we're just going to watch a bunch of old games. I didn't. I didn't watch as many old games as I thought I would because I just wasn't as into it. That's something that I learned.
1: Yeah. Can you blame, is there anything to blame for that? Because I feel like uh, th- there's two examples of this that I think work really well when you talk about nostalgia. There's open court, which I guess is is a, is a newer version because you get all the legends in the room with each other and then the shit talk starts. Yeah. So it's like, it's a new, even though we know the outcome of the game they show, it's like a new iteration of that outcome. So I guess that's why it's a little bit different. And then ESPN Classic, the only reason I like watching those games is usually because you know it's in the 1980s It'll be, like, 1986, and like, young Dick yeah. Vitale or, like, young Chris Fowler or, like, you know, someone like that or, like, a young Coach K, you know, gets, like, a cameo and they, they cut to him in the crowd or whatever it may be. But, like you said, those aren't entrees. Those are, like, little snacks. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And the snacks exactly. aren't going to fill – like, Cheez-Its aren't going to fill us up. You know what I mean? Like we, exactly. can, we, we, all the, we love Cheez-Its. We can eat them all day, every day. Goldfish, same thing. But eventually – I'm going to need something else. You know what I mean? I can't eat that all the time. And that maybe that's a reflection of my quarantine philosophy. I'm just like eating goldfish all the time, sitting around playing cards, but you need an entree eventually. And, uh, Nostalgia doesn't do it. So I yeah, agree. yeah. That, great point. That,
0: that that was something that uh, I I picked up on. Also, another lesson I learned: never say never with sports. That is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I I think Justin Bieber said it first, but uh, I'll <laughs> I'll reiterate the great words of Justin Bieber: never say never. Um, because we love this phrase on the show. I flew a little too close to the sun, Tate. Uh, mm. Talking with Pete, like because you know the college basketball is dead. Stuff has been. Ramping up in recent years and uh, a lot of my friends that don't follow college basketball have, have asked me about it and I, I have said many, many times over in the last calendar year college basketball can't die because it is inherently tied to the universities. There will always be people going to, to universities to learn to mm-hmm. higher education. And as long as there are teams representing those universities, it doesn't matter how talented the players are. If there are guys that, that come out wearing Ohio State, North Carolina jerseys, we're going to cheer for them. Mm-hmm. If you put guys in Ohio State jersey, guys in a Michigan jersey on a football field, they could be seven-year-olds. And everyone that went to Ohio State is going to want, want you to kill the Michigan people. <laughs> so I said this over and over, like college basketball can't die. I did not calculate the coronavirus pandemic. I did not, I was not prepared for that. Um, I was not prepared for the NCAA tournament ever being canceled. I I don't think anybody was, I don't think this Mm. in a million years, like, like this is a thing that has been played through wars. It has been played through, through famine. I don't know if literally famine, but you get my point. It's hard to envision a scenario where there's not an NCAA tournament and yet it happened. There's hard to envision a scenario where the Washington football team changes their nickname. Dan Snyder said in all caps, it'll never happen. That has happened. Uh, we we live in strange times. And I think moving forward, I just have the attitude of like anything is truly possible. I think like literally anything is possible. You could tell me that not even that like a t- an underdog can win. I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't know. Like like Duncan Ro- Duncan Robinson can win MVP, tape. It could happen. And and you could hear me say that and be like, no, that's impossible. Is it, is it more possible than the tournament getting canceled, Tate? I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think, think it, it
1: is either. And I think if, you know, in 500 years when whoever's collecting th- this, th- these artifacts to piece together history, they're probably going to look back at the 2008 finals and they're probably going to watch Kevin Garnett yell to the sky. Anything is possible. And then that, that somehow is able to cut through the vortex of the simulation that we are in create a crease and then also let us know that actually anything is possible. Yeah. And, and that gets me to the one thing I've learned in, in this whole period of time. And it's actually something I learned in 2009 when Zymuland came out and it's rule number 32, <laughs> Mark Titus. And it's enjoy the little things um, because in this life, nothing is guaranteed, nothing yeah. is promised. And uh, you know, if, if it's just playing cards with your roommates, like I've mentioned multiple times here, cause I've been doing a lot of that. It is enjoyable. If it's just talking to you on a podcast, you're like where yeah. both of us are healthy that's an enjoyable experience i need to appreciate that and uh i know a lot of people have their own versions of that but uh rule number 32 always uh, strikes a chord with everyone enjoy the little things especially in a pandemic
0: to that point another thing that i've learned through all of this i don't have to be a diehard to appreciate sports uh and what i mean by that mm-hmm. is if you would have if you would have stopped me 6 months ago and been like what sports are you into i would have just said the ones that I like watch religiously, the ones that like mm-hmm. I live and die by. You know, I, I love the Chicago Cubs, so I would say baseball. I love I live and die by every pitch in the playoff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I found is I desperately miss being at a bar and a game is on. It doesn't even matter what sport it is, uh, and I'm not really watching the game. But when when Kyle is is or, or more likely Jim Cunningham is very boring, whatever it is mm-hmm. he's talking about, I'm mm-hmm. I'm tuning him out. Uh, I like kind of keeping one eye on the game and just kind of having that distraction, just kind of having the noise. I like Mm -hmm. the idea of flipping through the TV and there's nothing on. You just throw on a game. doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what game it is. Mm -hmm. I don't care who wins. I don't care what the score is. It's just on. And it's just like a part of my life. Um, And I never really stopped and tracked like how much of that goes on in my life. I always track Mm -hmm. like I'm locked in on this Ohio State basketball game. I'm locked in on, you know, I always track that and I watch a ton of that. But I didn't realize how, much, how many sporting events I watch where like it's just kind of on and I'm just kind of s- softly, casually absorbing what's happening
1: and I you know just to add to that I would say it, there's a comfortability that happens in the world I feel like when you can turn on the tv and something's happening live somewhere you know yes. what I mean like like yes. you can see people doing something live so in your mind you're able to even if you're not there you're able to say like oh that's going on the world surfing championship is going on in in California right now that's cool right. and now look at all these people and this is what their day is like that's interesting I get to watch people live and, and live their life and be you know human beings okay cool and like that little moment of human Humanity is obviously like completely tossed to the side. You know, you just flick the channel and go to the next thing. But like, it is like a check-in almost. It's like, what's yeah. everyone up to? Okay, yeah, great. there's
0: another world outside of my little yes. world that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. if all you're doing is sitting in that little world, like you and the rest of, you know, everybody else has been doing this pandemic, it, it can, you know, close down on you. I mean, I was, there's sometimes, some nights where you're just like, man, I need to go do something. Like I've walked around my neighborhood at night, just mm-hmm. like walking around, just looking at stuff, reading stories on my phone, listening to music, whatever it may be. And I don't know. I the, like you said. There, there's these little moments and these little things that mean a lot more than you even knew that they meant and uh obviously we tie things to sports because they matter so much to us but it, it's the humanity that exists uh in the world yeah. and just running into people and having like oh my bad or like sorry i didn't mean to do that or whatever like these little moments where you just like are out in the world and uh i don't know it, i miss uh, yeah I, miss I,
0: it. I i do miss going to a dodgers game and not not giving a damn who, who they're playing <laughs> who if they're gonna win yeah. uh just slamming a few beers uh looking up it's the fifth inning cool i'll go get a few more beers and like mm. that just yeah. I don't know. That That's the stuff. Sport it, Sports is like a, yeah, it's, it's uh it's a backdrop of that part of it. It's the, 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 the passive part of my life that uh I, I'm finding that I'm missing more and more every day. I found a way to replace like the active part, like instead of taking all my time and putting it towards, you know, in, investing in the Ohio state football season, you know, I found a way to like, kind of take that time and, and do other things, but it's like the passive, like I miss the, just, yeah. Watching a live game, just having it on, just, no one there's a life
1: out there well it's funny too because like when we started this podcast it was the whole point it was like it was about you know we have sports back we have opening day back so i just in my mind you know right now i was just kind of thinking about opening day and then the opening day that comes to my mind is 2011 and it was Tim Lincecum versus 22 year old Clayton Kershaw and they're mm-hmm. pitching against each other in his giants and his versus dodgers and i'm like this Kershaw kid is amazing i was graduating high school like it's like a time stamp in my mind and i remember that opening day and that moment and it's kind of like Oh, that's that's a point, a period of my time, and I understand that feeling. And uh, I don't know, yeah. so I use sports a lot in my life to kind of do that to get to a place. And uh, when you don't have that, it's a lot harder to do that.
0: I'm I'm glad you brought up Kershaw, by the way. I feel like he is the last uh barbershop baseball argument you can have. Talking yeah, yeah. About, is talking is Clayton Kershaw <laughs> a, uh, an elite? Is he you know is he is he the uh, a generational pitcher like? the stats say he is because then mm-hmm. at the same time, he chokes in the playoffs all the time. So, like, yeah, and immediately someone you? walks around the corner and yeah.
1: says, Justin Verlander fan. He's like, yeah, yeah Verlander made yeah. it happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess Clayton Kershaw, that, that is that is an argument that could still happen is like how good Clayton Kershaw actually is. is or like, how
1: good Madison Bumgarner should have been. You know, I know he was yeah. great. I know he, he should have he been even better. Just let him hit.
0: Did Madison Bumgarner date a girl named Madison Bumgarner? Do I have um, this wrong? Am I, I thinking of a different guy?
1: I, I would say I would say yes. <laughs> I mean, not knowing that that's percent true, I think that's true. true. I, would say yes.
0: I think once upon a time, or that's I, I heard that. I, I think I'm thinking of the right guy. That Madison Bumgarner once. Um, he's yeah, from that,
1: Morganton, North Carolina. Madison Bumgarner, and he was uh, the kind of guy that would fly. They, they used to win the World Series every two years. It was like 2012, yeah. 2014, 2016, and then he would just go back to small town Morganton, North Carolina, on his farm. And just, you know, everyone's like, there's (laughs) all-star Madison Bob Gardner. And... That's just how I live this life. That's baseball players for you. They're they're a different the, breed. The,
0: the Cubs won the 2016 World Series. tape. But oh, that's right. I, 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 I get, forgot I to that. I get what you're pointing. They beat the Giants. In fact, Jake Arrieta went yard off Madison Bumgarner. Mm, well, forget.
1: see, in my if it what anything is possible didn't happen, then the Giants would have won again that year, and then the Cubs would still be looking <laughs> yeah. for that World Series. People would have the interest. Everyone would be focused on the Cubs winning the World Series. That was the biggest thing that happened. They won too soon, dude. Everyone, uh, says, I know you're excited like, about it, but they won too soon.
0: 2016 is when the 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 algorithm. Of this, when the it, major it officially got, broke, yeah. yeah, that's when Under Armour was, was and everyone, to run the world. yeah, right. And everyone, like, if you say that out loud, everyone immediately goes to politics and thinks about the election. I'm not even talking like well no. before the election, mm-hmm. things. We're off kilter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm talking down three one. That's, I'm talking, that's yeah. like impossibilities. Like there were things Leicester that were City, happening. That, yeah.
0: Uh Tom Crean won the big ten. Uh yeah, yeah.
1: There's a lot of things that were just like, are we sure? Villanova <laughs> beat North Carolina in the title game. Like, what? That never happens. Like oh, there's so many things. Uh what a year. Uh what what other lessons did
0: we learn as we look back on these last four and a half months?
1: I would say one lesson I learned about this show in general is that uh, I think a lot of us, you know, you and I have talked about this plenty of times. Everyone wants to tell you and I that we're a college basketball podcast. Shut up. You're yeah. college basketball. You're shut up. It's not March. We don't want to hear you. We've heard that uh, for about three or four years. I just want to say I-, I learned that you and I, in general, can just come on and talk about anything, uh, which, I, which i find fascinating, which I, yeah. I, I think that's great and that's good for the show. And uh, it has made me feel less boxed in as a person and a personality because there's nothing worse when people tell you what you are, especially if you don't feel that. And that uh, was one of the reasons you and I were trying to, to, to branch out anyway. So I, I learned a lot about the fact that you and I have legs without a March Madness. So that makes me happy. Some more
0: lessons that I learned. Number one, golf fans suck. They're the worst. I don't miss mm. them at all. When I watch golf, uh, the, the, the gallery, I, I, I hope it's permanent. I hope like, I hope some billionaire donates a bunch of money and, and like, I hope golf finds a way to like get a bunch of sponsors to where they make up the lost revenue of not having fans and they just like permanently not ever have fans because fans are the worst. I guess the only, the only thing that fans are good for is like adding pressure to the moment where I feel like Mm. guys might choke having a million people there in person with eyeballs on them. But for the most part, don't miss golf fans at all. It's been enjoyable watching golf with no fans.
1: Like just an example of what you're saying is like if Greg Mor- if Greg Norman's at Augusta, right, and he doesn't have all the people around him that when right. he hits a bad shot in the water, you hear like the ultimate smile, oh. like, Oh, but yeah, like yeah. maybe maybe it's a little bit different. You know, maybe he just hits the ball in the water. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna get up and down here, and I'll be fine. I'll make a birdie on 18. It'll be all yeah. really good. But with that with that moment, it sinks in even more when you're like, wow, everyone around me realizes what I just did.
0: All the all the whispers as the yeah, yeah yeah
1: Augusta National would be amazing without fans. I I just thought about that as yeah. far as the uh, the natural sound, the birds, and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
0: Just, just pipe like they should pipe Jim. I've been the booyah
1: guy every once yeah. in a while just to get people excited, and then the rest. put
0: speakers around the course, and all the golfers can hear Jim Nance's commentary as he's talking. They can hear it live as he's <laughs> as he's talking. Like do it that way. Tiger, so like, Tiger it Woods. still adds. It still adds like an element of pressure, you know, where it's like, and he's gonna need this one to not completely blow it.
1: Yeah, and, Roy Sabatini throws his putter <laughs> at Jim Nance. Like <laughs> that's what we need. Um. I learned that the pettiness
0: of Michael Jordan knows no bounds. The last dance taught us that, that uh, this man will – he said the phrase, and then it became personal. I think he said that (laughs) 43 times. Uh, That was fascinating. I learned Tom Brady sucks at golf. Uh, That happened during the quarantine. We got the uh, the, the showdown with Peyton and Phil and Tiger, and and Tom Brady was just shanking everything into the – woods and then and then he made that one shot when yeah. i turned, when
1: i tuned it he made one shot. He made an eagle and uh from the fairway he split his like, pants. i'm out of here yeah well i didn't see the split anytime i watch the guy wins so i'm like get me out of here
0: also keep it with golf i learned bulking up is easy bryson dechambeau taught us that that uh you don't really have to lift weights you just like smash like five protein shakes a day eat a bunch of hard-boiled eggs and uh yeah and, and you're you know what we
1: better. called that in the 90s in the MLB world steroids, steroids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so when i was growing up there were kids in my high school that like played football and they would do creatine. Yeah. Everyone. Did I remember. Creatine. Yeah. Like everyone's doing creatine. And I remember just thinking, I would, I remember like watching one of my teammates, Put creatine in a shaker and then shake it up and drink it. I mean, I I I felt like I was watching Mark McGuire put a syringe in his ass.
1: Yeah, I was just no. I was like, oh my god! It was the first you're, time you're going in,
0: to prison. <laughs> yeah, I
1: went to weight training in ninth grade, and that was like the first time that I realized that like one of my best friends had been taking creatine all summer. And yeah. and the best thing that ever happened to me was one of the coaches, our assistant coach, then told me that it would stunt your growth. And yeah, I was like, yeah. you know, five seven, five eight, or whatever yeah. I you know, at the time. And I was like, wait a second, what? It's gonna stunt my growth? All right, never mind. I'm never. Yeah. take that, and then uh, from there, I've just been weak ever since. Zach,
0: Zach, what are you doing? Your <laughs> balls are gonna shrink, dude. You can't do creatine. <laughs> You're drinking protein powder? Oh my god, dude!
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was like the best thing that ever happened to me because if he didn't say that, I would have taken creatine and I'd probably be yeah. like five ten right now, That's and, true. and yeah. you know, not not living my life, not not being able to get down in the post and make things happen.
0: The final thing that I learned, my lesson as it pertains to this show, Tate, is that the Titus and Tate bump works in mysterious ways. Mm. Uh, as I recap this quarantine. Uh, we we had some highs with the bump. We saw Obi Toppin come on this program, and a couple weeks later, he was named National Player of the Year by virtually every outlet. Mm. Uh, we had Mark Pope on this program. Not too long after that, Matt Harms decides he wants to transfer to BYU. Mm. We had Justin Anderson on this program. He signed a contract with the Nets. He is in the bubble now. We 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 had some highs. We also had Danny Manning on this program, and he was fired like a week later. But
1: <laughs> but could be a blessing. Could be could a blessing, be a blessing. guys.
0: You could argue it's the bump for the Wake Forest fans, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had the the Ohio State uh, TVT team on, and they lost immediately. In fact, like they lost and so again, quickly, and they,
1: that could have been a personal bump because Mark was, Titus, yeah, you, you were invested it. on the other side of that. Yeah,
0: they lost so quickly that I had people tweeting at me that they were listening to the show, thinking that we had them on to recap like what happened, and why they <laughs> lost. Like, like, like people who are listening to the show like two yeah. days later. We're very confused as to how we were, we
1: were previewed and why they were so happy yeah, and why, why they were making so, happy, so many yeah. jokes about how they were going to repeat and all that sort of thing. So
0: you just never know the Titus and tape bump. It works in mysterious ways. You never know, but uh it, 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 there will be a bump. There will be, <laughs> yeah, but we you know that, something there will be happen.
1: There, there was an effect there. There was a cause and there was an effect and, to, to be honest, the, the things that you just broke down right there—that was all good for us. I would say uh, yeah. across the board. I mean, Coach Manning. Now we can have him back on the show. He's not mm-hmm. tied to a program. He can maybe give us some more stories, some more information. Also, if,
0: if if Danny Manning's not fired, we don't get the Steve Forbes mass spiking video. Yes. Tom Haverstraw does not come on the show. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a ripple effect. Hey, right? it's mm-hmm. a a lot of this is sounds, a like, a this is good stuff. sounds mm-hmm. like a bump to me. Sounds like a of, uh, another bump that's coming is we are having a five star this is true. I not every time I say it, I, I want to start laughing because God, I, I cannot believe this is where we wrap. This is, this is honest to God happening. We're having a five-star prospect commit on the, the, the next podcast that we do mm-hmm. will feature a five-star prospect making, announcing his college decision. On this program so to honor say that it again for the people yeah, in the I, I did not it's believe
1: like, that because i i still I don't just, necessarily believe it but i say uh, those I'm words and
0: then and then i freeze and i'm like what 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 is happening what is how, how did we do, get here? do we
1: um, do we say anything about the fact that like we have no like we're not we're not trying to steer anyone anywhere but no, for this no, occasion for this no. occasion but in the future who knows? Just reach knows? out to us. Yeah. 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 Hey, who knows? Who knows? This is, uh, anything is possible. Anything I'm is pretty
0: possible. nervous because this is this is a big deal for us. Because if we if we kill this, if this is if this goes well for us, uh, yeah, this could be the start of something special where guys are just coming on the show and and we are we are the the new uh, the spot. To, I'm, I'm trying to think of <laughs> we're who are the who, new Mike and Mike. The guy? Yeah. yeah, we're the new Mike Greenberg. Come on, come on, get up, Cole Anthony, and uh, <laughs> announce where you want to go. Uh, so anyway, that that is happening on Monday. So we are doing. To, to, to get you excited for that, to, to get you in the mood for, for recruiting announcements, we are going to do our top five college basketball recruiting commitments of all time. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what we're going to do right for this.
1: Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Tropical Bros. Whether you're hitting the course with friends, planning your weekend getaway, or thinking about an upcoming party, Tropical Bros has what you need. Golf polos and Hawaiian shirts made from the lightest, most incredible stretch polyester blended fabric to keep you comfortable while enjoying life and style. The Tropical Bros shirts are a high-quality product, great price, and they're perfect for Titus and I. I mean, they're, they're lightweight, Titus. We get to wear them on a golf course. That, that, that's my favorite. My favorite one we've gotten so far is the actual golf polo because, you know, it's dry fit. It's light. You can sweat. It's, it's mm-hmm. great. Thank you, Tropical Bros. Uh, check them out and like them on Instagram at Tropical Bros. Visit them at tropicalbros.com. Uh, 20% off with the discount code Tate. That's T-A-T-E. Mm. Uh, and again, go to tropicalbros.com with a 20% off code Tate, T-A-T-E. All right, let's get into our top five commitment moments.
0: All right, say T- before we get into this, ground rules, what do we, what do we, the people need to know? First of all, this is only basketball, right? We're only mm-hmm. doing basketball commitment videos because, uh, <laughs> I mean, if we did football.
1: Yeah, yeah. To, to give a little context to this, you and I before the show, you know, you're, you you sent a tweet, you're like, I'm watching hundreds of videos. Like, this is like, dude, I, I
0: watched, I literally this morning watched, I, I no exaggeration, not hundreds. But I, I probably watched fifty different commitment videos. My brain is completely rotted. Uh, this is it's it's hysterical. I was laughing my ass off. So at all. that yeah.
1: that all that all that's all gravy and everything. So I read that and I immediately I'm like, how is Mark Tennis finding these videos <laughs> from like 2004, 2005? So I'm like I'm diving into videos and then I get to this point where I, I would say around 2014, 2015 there was a pivot to video. Uh, the the mm-hmm. video commitment with the full on production tag. And then I realized what you were watching. You were watching, because yes. they probably make, I don't even know how many videos, a year of these commitment videos. So you you were obviously in the new era, and uh, there's too many to even point out, and especially in the football world. So we had to make it specific to basketball.
0: Dude, in the football world, we could do... Th- God, I, I mean,
1: there, there are so many good ones. All of <laughs> There's them, five that just happened right now that would probably be better than yeah. any of the basketball ones.
0: So anyway, uh, we're not doing football. Football is excluded. Mm. Uh, you brought up the point about the uh, the, the pre-produced videos. I, I did watch most of those. I Again, not hyperbole. <laughs> this, this literally happened. I watched every single Duke uh, commitment video in the one-and-done era. Every five-star mm-hmm. that's ever made an uh, any announcement to Duke. I watched Kyrie Irving. I watched Austin Rivers. Both of them just did it on TV. I watched Gary Trent; He had, like, a weird hat on. He took off, like, his sombrero-looking hat and put on a Duke hat. I watched Marquise Bolden, like, like really somberly stand up and, like, unzip his – I watched him all day. Because, uh, <laughs> because I think that's where you have to start. If you're doing your research on these videos, you have to start with the brotherhood. Uh, I watched Zion Williamson. Like, it's so fascinating to watch people try to keep it a secret. Like, that was a big thing is, like, mm. like the dad will pass the son, like, the hat. And then the son's, like, trying. Luke Kennard turns – I'm just going to do my whole degree thing. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. yeah Luke do. Kennard is in his high school gym. He turns around, and he bends over to put the hat on. And he's just he's, – it's just his ass. His, mm. It's, like, zoomed in close. You just see his ass for, like – 10 seconds just like yeah it was it's fantastic so you get all these moments with these recruiting announcement videos uh that are absolutely there i watched tyler hero He, he uh just very slowly, it was like, oh, I don't think about it. Yeah, I watched Hero. Heroes was eight minutes
1: of boredom. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah. like, my gosh, can we stop this? Because like, uh, th- there's this weird pattern, right, with these guys. Like you said, you start with the brotherhood. You understand that those are all one and done guys that are making a show of it about themselves. So, of course, they're going to have videos. But then I was just going through the recruiting rankings. Like, I was going through the top ten. And then I would try to find the highest-named person that didn't really pan out. And then I would try to just Google their announcement. That was how I was yeah. trying to find videos. At first, yeah. I was like, "What is like that?" Too, like, the person that would have the wildest announcement in this well, situation, and uh, it, uh, it ended up being a lot of fun.
0: Let's get into it. Uh, my my caveat is that it doesn't matter how the announcement is made. So if you want to put a guy on there who like wrote, I think Cam Reddish did a Players Tribune.
1: Yeah, he did. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. So But he had like a, he had a video with it too. Yeah. You know. yeah.
0: So yeah. if you want to do that, uh, any execution of the announcement whatsoever mm-hmm. is what we're ranking here. Um, hmm. So we'll start with number five. This is not a draft. We're, we're, we're this is a power rankings for for for, for us for yeah, for, yeah. for us for your our own person. power rankings. I will defer to you, Tate. Your mm. number five pick.
1: My number five pick is uh, someone from the Duke Brotherhood and someone that uh, you did not mention in that long list of guys uh, that because again, there's so many guys that did this when it comes to the Duke one and done area dating dating back to Kyrie Irving, obviously. But the one that really stands out to me is mainly because of his story arc once he gets to college. I'm a big fan of his mother and what she's been able to bring uh, to the forefront when it comes to Duke basketball. And his name is Wendell Carter. Okay, it, this is
0: number. My, this is my number five too. So, but okay. Go ahead. This okay. is amazing. That we're, we're, we're perfect.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we're on the same page here. So Wendell Carter basically says, "I love James Bond, and <laughs> I also love basketball. Let's connect these two things with my recruitment video, and let's get me to Duke into the Brotherhood." And he does that flawlessly. It's a really great video. It's really, really well done. It's obviously shows like the Carter family was on top of this whole thing in general. And uh, you know, from there we could get to the window carter story. But first off, it's a James James Bond spoof with Window Carter playing James Bond. And I think that's yeah. enough to say it's worthy for another number five.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this was not my number five too. Look at this. We're 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 syncing up. Um <laughs> he's, he's driving a Ferrari. It's in yes. black and white, except <laughs> Weirdly, like the red is being it, it. It's it's all black and white except everything that's red shines through, which is an interesting choice. Uh, given that Duke is not red, so I don't mm-hmm. really understand that artistic decision. But he's driving a Ferrari. He's wearing a tux. We're tux guys. We like tuxes. Mm-hmm. He, he dunks a basketball twice in a tux. Uh, really shitty acting from high school kids. I assume it's kids he went to high school with. Uh, except the girl, the 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 girl that shows up in the video. And she goes, "Wow, who is that?" And she like <laughs> looks him up and down, and like, "Yeah, it was very
1: he got game moment." Yeah, like, <laughs> like, get like window.
0: I'm with you this was this one was really really well done. It, uh, it, it's pretty corny, but I feel like it's it's one of the more well done of all the mm-hmm. corny highly produced videos. I would say this is one of the the, the, the better ones. So I put so this at number
1: five, yeah. At number five, and when I saw this video, Mark Titus, I immediately, you know, someone who's worked with budgets and putting budgets together, I'm like, what is the budget on this video? And then you start doing some research and some of these marketing firms that are doing these videos are doing them pro bono, but the actual cost of the production of these is like $60,000, <laughs> $60, $100,000, yeah. like <laughs> I which saw is, that too, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that ends up being kind of a question of, that sounds very similar to some other numbers we've heard thrown around. And uh, Wait, I, wait,
0: they're doing it for free? <laughs> so you're telling me that the these guys that are going to Duke are getting yes. an extra benefit that if, mm. if a normal student wanted a production done, they would have to pay $100,000? Yeah, that values gonna, out around $100,000. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Who would have thought? Huh. And Weird. you get
1: to play James Bond, uh, which Weird. is a really good spot for Wendell Carter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as far as the Duke Brotherhood, I would say, I mean, we can say this. I'll say this as, as, a, as a bias fan. The Duke conglomerate of talent, the one and done guys, they've delivered. You yeah, can talk about commitment yeah. videos. Like, yeah. it's more hype in the recruitment for Duke guys than it is being on campus. Like, Joey Baker's video is way more impressive than Joey Baker playing basketball. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure, 100%. And that, that's no shade to Joey oh. Baker. That is a, a tip of the cap to the production company that put it on. Oh, my God. And that's what really matters.
0: All right, we'll keep it moving. Number four uh, for you because, we, yeah, we, we we both –
1: that's a great five, number four. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna stay in the brotherhood because this. Now, hang work.
0: on a second, because I'm staying in the brotherhood number
1: four <laughs> too. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll change my number three to my number four, so we can at least give it. We can. No, give no, it. no. Just
0: say it. It's okay. okay. Like, what? What if we? What? Right. Th- that might be the lesson here. Is like, what if all of our top five <laughs> are the exact same, and like you and I have just like finally our cycles have synced. <laughs> yes. After four and a half yes. yes. Of the quarantine. quarantine. Now <laughs> that sports are back,
1: we're we're completely uh, together. Yeah. So right. your number. Yeah, number four. Go ahead. Number number four I me, and the reason that I put this at number four is because it's it's not a commitment video, um, but it was a moment in time. And I kind of wanted to judge these about like how much I was invested in the actual time that the commitment happened. And this is one of the, the last times I was, one of the last times I remember you and I turning this on together. Zion pulls the Duke hat out mm-hmm. of a bag, and the cat is out of the bag, which means that Zion Williamson has been properly uh, wooed I should mm-hmm. say, that's probably the, per, per, the the right term. Properly wooed to attend. Persuaded.
0: Persuaded, <laughs> whatever it may be.
1: But you see you, you see his stepdad, uh, Mr. Anderson, who seems like a, a very jovial man. He makes a little look to the side like, mm-hmm. we got him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just a great moment. You and I came together uh, over this moment because you and I both know that Zion and Duke, it just did not seem destined, but it, it somehow was destined. I, and it, and it was just a great moment.
0: I yeah. have never laughed so hard watching a. recruit. Yeah, exactly. a like that's that was my only reaction. I was like, I'm, I just have to laugh. Like this is so so funny. We did the pod, We did the emergency podcast where mm. we were just like,
1: please, FBI. basically just, just, yeah, cack- we're just
0: cackling the whole time. We're like, this is absolutely hilarious that this is happening. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a great pick. That was. I, I'm trying to remember the Zion one because I, I watched all the Duke ones and they're running together. Was it? It was a hat, right? His dad, yeah, you know, stepdad, no, no, was he, passing
1: him the hat. His, he looked down, he got out of the bag.
0: That's right. But I, if I remember right, there was like a flash of blue as it was being handed to him. Mm-hmm. And As you're watching mm-hmm. it, like mm-hmm. the cat was out of the bag before the hat was out of the bag. We could see the blue hat briefly. And then he tried to play it off and, and as though it was going to be a suspenseful moment. But we are all like, "Sign, we just saw the blue.
1: Right. And, but, but I also think that it was such a suspenseful moment because even if you did see the blue, like I did, you know what I immediately thought to myself, my God, Calipari has yeah. really, he's, <laughs> he's played all away. of us. I, I really did. I it could be Penny it, Blue? It no, be. I mean, yeah, as soon, as soon as I saw I was like, wow, I can't believe this kid's going to go to Kentucky. That's really a big get for Cal. Yeah. And then when he put Duke on, it was so far-fetched in my mind because it just didn't, in my mind, add up. But then I think about anything is possible. And I think about 2008 and here we are.
0: Wait, I have my timeline wrong. Penny wasn't the coach of Memphis
1: for, he could have been. been. been been All
0: right. uh, My number four is not Zion Williamson, but I am keeping it in the brotherhood. I swear. This is my last brotherhood pick. This is not all Duke, Duke rankings. My number four is Cassius Stanley, uh, who was a freshman on this, this past season, uh, this past year's Duke team. Cassius Stanley, the production on this one, this one missed in a, in a hilarious way to me. It, you watch it. It opens with Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay. So there's the tie-in, mm-hmm. the Cassius-Cassius mm-hmm. situation. Muhammad Ali is is talking shit in like a post-fight press conference, and, and he's he's whatever. And then we cut to Cassius Stanley, and Cassius Stanley starts explaining all the things that impossible. We're, we're talking about Kevin Garnett. Impossible, mm-hmm. no, anything is possible. Impossible is nothing, whatever <laughs> you want to say. He starts going through a list of like what impossible is and isn't. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is not... A declaration it is a <laughs> warning or something and, and you're just kind of watching it like what is the thesis of this video <laughs> i'm very confused <laughs> as to where this is going and then his big sign he's, he's got a robe on that says cassius stanley on it like a boxing yes. robe like it's yes. cassius yes cassius clay again we
1: have to point out uh for, for for all the people out there his dad is an agent i am i am pretty sure so like <laughs> yeah. this whole thing was very staged um,
0: uh and then and then he, 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 the, the cherry on top, like the, 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 the hammer, the driving at home thing, he's, mm. he, he ends it with, I know where I'm going and I know the truth and I'm free, I'm free to be what I want. I'll be joining the brotherhood, go Duke. And I watched it, Tate. I must have watched that video 10 times mm. this morning. I have no idea what that
1: means. Honestly, as you just said that, I wanted to see what you thought. Like, like I was like, what is that in your in your you know context of Casha Stanley and what yeah. his career would be at Duke? I mean, I like, don't know. Like, is, like I like said, the video the video is better than the cre- the, the career at Duke, right? I like, took the, it as a
0: threat to to <laughs> Coach K that like I got the bag. I know the truth because he's like, I know where I'm going and I know the truth and I'm free to <laughs> be what I want. I'll be joining the brotherhood, go Duke. And it's like, Mm. what does that mean, Cassius? That means (laughs) that I have
1: blackmail, and if you don't play me, I'll tell the world. Yeah. Or so it sounds. Number three for you. Yeah, go ahead. This one's a little bit personal for me because this is the first college uh, recruitment I went to and covered uh, as a journalist uh, with a J. And uh, I I drove down to uh, NC Westland, and I went to go see a five-star commitment for a kid that, I had been told that morning was going to Georgetown. That was that was what I'd been told. And uh, I was going down there to basically report on the fact that he was not going to North Carolina. I was working for Inside Carolina at the time. So I'm driving down where North Carolina, you know, it's kind of one of those, you know, days we're going to Winston-Salem. Keith Gatlin, who played with Lynn Bias, the coach, head coach of this team. And Theo Pinson is the player I'm talking about. Mm. There was not much uh, you know, usually with Carolina guys, especially working at inside Carolina, you would have heard. Oh, he's coming to Carolina, right? There, there's yeah. like a guarantee. So I'm going in there with Deanna Kunivak, uh, who's covering the whole thing. We're driving down. She gets pulled over by the cops on the way. So not the way I wanted to start start my first like recruiting trip to go down here. And I'm like, man, this is going to be a really bad day. This kid's going to commit to Indiana or Georgetown. It's going to really double down on me having a bad day because five stars didn't go to Carolina at the time because of all the things that were going on with the academic stuff. Anyways, Theo Pinson comes up to the stage with his parents. He's like the happiest looking kid I've ever seen. And I'm kind of like, man, I don't want this kid to break my heart. He seems so nice and so kind. The kid that was sitting next to me was 15 years old, had the biggest hands I'd ever seen. His name was Harry Giles. I'm talking to him. He's telling me how much he loves North Carolina, how he, like, he's <laughs> loved Carolina basketball his whole life, how Theo loved Carolina basketball. I'm like, what is happening? Like All these, all these guys like Carolina now, and then Theo committed to Carolina at that moment. Mm-hmm. Justin Jackson, Joel Berry are already going to North Carolina, five-star guys. Anyways, it all comes together in 2017. You know the rest. They won the title. But I saw that, that first moment, and Theo Pinson, to this day, I give him credit for kind of solidifying the fact that North Carolina wasn't dead. I know a lot of people would be like, what do you mean North Carolina was dead? No, no, no. By the time, it felt like they were going to get anyone that was a five-star, especially this in-state kid that had all his interest from Florida State and Georgetown and all these other places. And he picked Carolina, and I was there. It was my first recruitment uh, experience. Harry Giles, I thought he was going to be the future of Carolina basketball. Obviously, that didn't work out. But uh, as far as like personalized recruitment experiences, that's the one, Theo Pinson for me, number
0: three. How did the announcement go? Was it just a standard? It was it was a simple,
1: it, it looked like Zion's. It was, you know, yeah. family sitting next to him, hats on the table, you know, the 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 Wesleyan W behind him, Coach Gatlin's there, you know, like here's Theo Pinson. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the young 15-year-old Harry Giles, everyone saw Theo commit, but then all the eyes like immediately darted to Harry Giles, like, see, <laughs> see, Harry, see this is how you do it. Yeah, <laughs> this hell? how you do it. He makes the announcement, everyone's like hmm? yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you gonna do? And it obviously didn't work out, but uh, it was like, it was the perfect example to me of what recruiting is, which is like, as soon as you say, I'm going here, nobody cares. And they immediately go to the next. They're
0: they're done. Yeah. Theo, I I put the blame on Theo. He should have said, I'm going to the University of North Carolina. Thank you guys. And now making his commitment will also Harry Giles, Harry come on up. <laughs> just put him on the spot and then and then Harry has to go up and say something and he's yeah.
1: to do at that point. Well, it, and I also didn't mention that uh, Randolph Childress was there, Brandon Childress was there who ended up playing for Wake Forest. So there there was like a bunch of just random people. John Calipari had come to the game the night before. I saw him at the game. That's why I thought Kentucky had a real chance and anyways, it uh it all worked out where Theo came to Carolina. Thank
0: you. That's nice, nice. My number three is a man who did not play one single second of college basketball, <laughs> but had one of he the best of all these pre-produced videos I saw. This was number one for me. So mm. spoiler alert: my next two are not pre-produced videos. They are like more of the Theo Pinson vein, where it was like a, a press conference type.
1: Feeling. I have no, I have no more pre-produced as well. Yeah, we are we are done with pre-produced. This is
0: this is my this is the best pre-produced video that's ever been made. Uh, it is Billy Preston, who <laughs> yes. ult- ultimately chose Kansas. His video—he he was in the class of 2017. He made Love a video God. of himself playing one-on-one against himself. Yeah, very
1: Jordan, like the Jordan commercial. Yes. Yeah.
0: He's wearing like a gray shirt, uh, and then the other version of him is wearing whatever whatever the schools he was interested in. I think it was Kansas, obviously, Syracuse, USC, Indiana. I don't remember if there's another one. I think it might have just been those four. And he's playing himself one-on-one. It is the worst acting, i not the worst <laughs> acting I've seen in a recruiting video, the worst acting oh. I've seen in my entire life. And I have seen my own performance in that Ringer video that racillo wrote and made me mm. go Boston accident. in. Mm-hmm. Um, worse than that. It's the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. It is so, so bad. The Even like the driving home, the big point. Like it, I just got done making fun of Cassius Stanley for his, like no one knows what that means. But it kind of looked cool, where, like, Cassius Stanley was Mm -hmm. taking the robe off, Mm -hmm. and, like, he was like, and I'm going to Duke. And you're like, whoa, cool, something. Billy Preston was not wearing anything Kansas. He did not have, like, a big, like, and that's why next year I'm going to, (laughs) and then, like, present it. He's just, like, talking to himself, and then suddenly he just looks at the camera and says, Rock Chalk Jayhawks, which, like, it's my understanding. It's not plural. It's just Rock Chalk Jayhawk. But – yeah, I, p- part of why this is so good to me is that it's a pre produced video for a guy who literally did not play a single second of college basketball. He got to Kansas. We, we made it a thing on our, uh, a previous iteration of the show, the Billy Preston mystery. He gets in a car wreck. <laughs> they start investigating his car. TJ Gasnola's name starts popping up. A lot of smoke floating around. And then eventually, Billy Preston goes to Bosnia and starts his professional career. But the best pre produced video, especially, I, I think I might be a little biased, like factoring in what his career became um mm-hmm. to where like you know if he becomes like if, if, if it's zion williamson that does this and the guy becomes great and uh, household name and all that maybe it's not quite as funny but the fact that like it's the guy who didn't play a second of college basketball yeah that, that's why it's number one to me of all the previous uh
1: number two for you tate all right number two for me uh this is a, a recruitment i remember watching the game live and i found it so jarring in the moment that it it has stuck with me all these years it was 2009 in january he was considered the number one player in the country uh, Mm. at the time. And uh, you know, you love that. I think he ended up being number five because of the names of John Wall and DeMarcus cousins, the the guys that Perry would, you know, hop over him in, in the end. But, the guy's name is Derek Favors, mm. and, uh, and mm-hmm. you may know Derek Favors now in the NBA, but Derek Favors at the time was an Atlanta local. Paul Hewitt was the coach at Georgia, or, uh, Georgia Tech, not Georgetown, mm-hmm. uh, and he was trying to bring Georgia Tech back. They had gone to the final in 04, Luke Sincher, Will, you know, all those guys I remember from there. Anyways, Derek Favors in the crowd. They're playing Duke, and you know, it was the weirdest, strangest thing. It was like they're just talking about the game. They're like, well, quick thing here. We got a top recruit in the stands, and let's go now live to his recruitment. And then the camera like pans down and it goes down and Derek Favors just stands up in the crowd and I, I I could not find the video for the love of God so maybe this is my memory being wrong but he stood up literally the camera's <laughs> on him like he's just a normal guy in the crowd and he put on a Georgia Tech hat. And it was if the crowd came to watch Derek Favors. You know what I mean? Like, the crowd's going crazy. Duke's going to win this game. They're like, number three, like Georgia Tech's going to lose. They're like nine and seven on the season. Nobody cared. It was like it was like Amon Shumpert was on Georgia Tech at the time, and Derek Favors, had, like him committing was basically like Amon Shumpert and Derek Favors are going to run it back next year in 2010 and try to win a title. Obviously, Schumper went to the league. None of that happened. But I, I remember that being so strange and out of place that he was just at the game sitting there, and he literally just put on like this hat. He just like pulled out hat and was like, Georgia Tech. Dude, like, I think Shumpert came back though. They lost uh, We beat Oh, them. you know, Shumpert did come back. That's right. We yeah, beat
0: yeah, them yeah. in the uh in state tournament. They were a 10 seed, I want to say.
1: And then they seven. they up, they upset someone, to, Yeah, they
0: were a 10 seed. They upset yeah. Oklahoma State. Travis Ford that's uh right. i think i think that might have been travis ford's last game maybe not maybe i have the timeline wrong uh but they upset they upset oklahoma state and then we were the two seed we played them in milwaukee and we beat them in the second round yeah and then we oh wow 16 and lost to, to tennessee who would have thought that yeah. derek
1: favors had such yeah. a tie to this program so uh
0: yeah. that was what was it during the game like it was during the game was it Halftime? was no it, it was
1: during the game it was like not during was, the flow of play like no, Dur- Georgia Tech's
0: bringing the ball up like derek i'm telling Favres. you it, was,
1: it probably was like the under 12 timeout or something yeah. but it was so <laughs> it was so strange how it happened like it it was like, we're talking about what's going on. It was like, all right, hold up a second. We got a top recruit. It was, if you like <laughs> wandered in there, it was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Georgia Tech tonight. And uh, I I that's still great. remember it. And, that's awesome. And, and if you find the video, whoever finds it and proves me wrong, that that's not how it happened. That's how that's I remember okay. it. It doesn't matter. That's uh, how you remember it. <laughs> that's what matters most. <laughs> I Ten it. years ago, that's what it felt like uh, in the moment. Uh, it was great. Uh, that's
0: a, that's great. I, I I was not aware of that. That's a that's a great pick. Um, number two for me is uh, th- this should be under normal circumstances number one. Um, I'm I'm not going to set it up. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Number two is Romeo Langford. Mm. The Romeo Langford recruiting story is looking back one of the most absurd, ridiculous, funny, just maybe not embarrassing is the right word, but man, it toes the line of embarrassing for like Indiana fans, people from Indiana. This was a guy he, so he commits in uh, late April. It's almost May. I think it's like April 30th, April 28th, something like that. Like, uh it's like three weeks before he graduates but mm-hmm. so he's already played a season he's already done with the high school season he's a senior uh and he still has not made his decision he, he it was dragged out that long it's going on forever um remember this archie miller takes over archie miller's big thing in his introductory press conferences we are going to recruit the state of indiana this is something tom crean didn't do really tom crean had a national approach uh you know like victor oladipro from dc like he did take some indiana guys but like he was he was more focused on like Trying to find the diamonds in the rough nationally. And Archie Miller says, We're gonna get the best guys in Indiana. And that's something we're gonna do. And everyone's like, Well, Arch, if you're gonna do that, you gotta get Romeo Langford. And so all eyes are on Romeo Langford. For an entire his entire senior year, everyone is all in on Romeo Langford. I'm calling my dad and he's telling me that like every New Albany game, he's from he's from like down by Louisville, but still technically Indiana. My dad's telling me that like all the, all the news outlets, all the stuff he's seeing is just like all these middle-aged men in candy striped pants going to all these new Albany games. And just trying to to sway Romeo Langford. So finally in late April, he, he, he says, I'm making my announcement. And they open up the new Albany high school gym to, to the public. Anybody can come to this thing. There's lines wrapped around the building. The whole, everyone's going to all candy striped pants. He's narrowed it down to Vanderbilt, Indiana, and Kansas. Um, at that point, it's kind of clear that, like, it has to be Indiana because if it's not Indiana, these people are going to riot. It's, it's mm-hmm. like the fact that you open it up to the public to then put on a Vanderbilt hat. Like, people would burn the place to the ground. So I got sucked into it. I'm, I'm in Ohio at the time. I, you know, like, I'm cheering for Arch, and I want Romeo to go to IU or whatever. But, like, I, I, under normal circumstances, I probably don't care. But this has been going on forever and ever. So I get sucked into it. I'm watching the live stream. They not only have, like, the big crowd and all that tape, I remember again. I talking about your Derek Favors thing. I don't know if this is reality. This is the way I remember it. There was like an hour buildup to the actual announcement, where they're show they're having like guest speakers studying the state. <laughs> they're showing like a video of like what it means to play high school basketball in Indiana and to beat Mister Basketball in Indiana. And like, there's Jimmy Chitwood around, <laughs> around the picket fence. Like Gene Hackman's there. He's He's doing his Norman Dale impression. Romeo Langford's dad gets up and talks for 10 minutes about like what it's like to raise Romeo and what kind of kid. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? This is the most absurd shit I've ever seen. Uh, finally, Romeo Langford comes up, makes his announcement. He does the okie doke kind of hovers his hand over the Vanderbilt hat, grabs the Indiana hat, puts it on. The place erupts in all of these recruiting videos that I watched this morning. The eruption for Romeo Langford's announcement was ten times louder than any other eruption.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And the the final cherry on top to all of this is when Romeo Langford gets to Indiana, his his he has a hurt thumb the entire season. IU goes 19 and 16 and misses the turn. I know I was
1: just I was just looking up his stats as we were talking because I was like, man, I can't believe the fan because I mean, not to blame Romeo Langford, but like you, like you said, if he didn't go to Indiana, in some weird way, people look at Archie's whole thing is like it's a fail. You know, like he's already he, a failure before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. he even the got first, off the, the ground. The, yeah. the only thing he had to do was get Romeo Langford. He couldn't even yeah. do that, so he gets Romeo Langford. Everyone's excited, like you said. The candy stripe people are going crazy, and then he delivers a very you know suboptimal season, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. He, he won Dude, the recruiting battle.
0: I'm not kidding. He is the most hype recruit in Indiana basketball history. Not yeah. not not in uh, Indiana University. I'm talking the state of Indiana. He is not the best. He is not even the top. I wouldn't even say top ten to fifteen. Maybe he falls somewhere after that. I don't know. Um, in the history of Indiana high school basketball, obviously legends come out of Indiana. Um, but he he is the most hyped, and for it's for those reasons. His, his recruitment was like dragged out for so long. You have the new coach. It's like th- this is a guy they had to get. Like if they don't, if you don't get Romeo to IU, just dissolve the program. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hope. Mm-hmm. And the moment, the moment Romeo Langford said he's going to IU, Indiana basketball was back for the 12th time since Bob Knight left.
1: <laughs> Speaking of desolate times and a big recruitment and a program needing a big commitment to sort of save them from their own demise, the end, uh, as some people were saying at the time, I'm going to take it back to 2009 because at the time North Carolina won the national championship uh, by 17 points had blown out Michigan State. Everyone's saying Roe Williams is definitely the best coach in college basketball. No question about it. Caroline's the best program in college basketball. But the number one recruit in the country, there were, there was, everyone was saying he's going to go to Adidas and he was going to sign with Duke. And the guy I'm talking about, of course, is Harrison Barnes.
0: Mm. Harrison
1: Barnes was the number one recruit in the country. He's from Ames, Iowa. The next LeBron. The next LeBron, mm-hmm. the the small forward that you've been waiting for, the man that's going to change the game, the, the man that has the mind like Kobe, but the physique of LeBron, um, <laughs> is, is what people were saying, uh, and he was destined to go to Duke to play with Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, and that was that was the rumor, right? Everyone had heard that. Anyways, Harrison Barnes, over the past like two months of his recruitment before he commits uh, late in the year in 2009, there was all this Carolina stuff coming out that was like, Harrison's mom really likes Carolina. She really likes the business school of Carolina. So all these little things. My brother at the time was uh, working at a radio station, Taylor Zars' radio station. So he was covering like the Duke press conference, Carolina press conference, all this sort of stuff. So he's telling me, I'm in high school. He's like, man, I don't know. This Harrison Barnes thing, Coach K seems pretty convinced, right? He's going to go. Um, anyways, my brother's there with Duke in the Duke office when, uh, when Harrison Barnes, this was back when you're going to Skype, this wasn't a, a video announcement. He's going to Skype into his coach. He's got the hats in front of him. He kind of lays out what the blue bloods are at the time. He's got UCLA in front of him. A lot of people are like, I don't know, maybe UCLA, you got North Carolina, you got Duke, obviously you got Kansas. So those are the big four. Then he had Iowa state, which was the hometown team. His mom worked at Iowa state and it was like, maybe he could go to Iowa state. Anyways, he's going to Skype into a coach. Uh, he has the most boring two minutes you've ever heard, which is basically like, I want to go to a place that has great academics uh, where I can thrive on the court and off the court. All and that Iowa, sort of stuff. Iowa
0: State fans were like, damn
1: it. Yeah, yeah. all <laughs> the Iowa State fans started getting up and leaving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I came here for something better. Um, anyways, he does the whole thing. And then he says, you know, I'm going to Skype, you know, the team that I choose. My brother's at the Duke basketball office, and you know, the reporters are waiting for Coach K to get his Skype for Coach K to then say, I am back. Don't you worry, you Duke fans. Carolina is done. I have it figured out. You know, this is a new era, all that sort of stuff. Anyways, Skype freezes, and this is one of the greatest (laughs) moments in time, in my opinion, ever in recruiting history. Skype freezes. Coach K's losing his mind because he thinks it's the internet in Durham. That's why this call is not going through. I'm not getting Harrison's commitment. You guys are blowing this. Ah, you know, losing his mind, um, throwing chairs allegedly, reportedly through a chair after this happens. Anyways, the Skype unfreezes immediately, pops up on the screen, the face of Coach Roy Williams, ah, uh, and he's smiling. It. The whole team's there in the locker room, and Harrison Barnes, basically Benedict Arnold's, all the Duke fans stabs him in the back in front of everyone. We had, North Carolina just won the national championship. This felt like the second national championship on top of that. We're high-fiving. I put up a headline from 2009 just to put it into context uh, of what this was. Harrison Barnes chooses North Carolina in latest hit to Duke recruiting. And the, last, and the last line of this, of this whole article uh, from November 13, 2009, was basically like, Coach K needs to change his game if he wants to compete in the new world of college basketball. Mm.
0: So Harrison. this is the origin story of... <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, so yeah. what I'm saying to you, I said enjoy the little things earlier. Uh, don't enjoy them too much. Because at the time in November 2009, North Carolina was on top of the world. And I cannot stress that enough um, when this happened. It was like, who can stop us now? Reggie Bullock's coming from Kinston, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Kendall Marshall's the best passer I've ever seen uh, in this new era of point guards. He's coming to North Carolina. He's going to get both these guys the ball wherever they want it. It's over. Ed Davis is coming back. We're going to be great next year. Obviously, North Carolina makes the NIT, has a terrible season. Ed Davis goes to the draft after that. Um, Kyrie Irving ends up being you know a tr- you know a transcendent yeah. player. Harrison Barnes had some great games. In North Carolina, had some great moments. Probably could have won the title in 2012. We won't get into that. But uh, for me, that is the number one paradigm uh, of recruiting, as far as like the changing of the tide or what I thought was a changing of the tide. But literally, it led Coach K to one and done. And so, uh, yeah, you're and you're Harrison saying Barnes.
0: the theory that. What what drove Coach K to one and done was in 2010 he had John Shire as his point guard mm-hmm. as Kentucky had John Wall as, as their point guard yep. and he said, "Man, I was lucky to get one last title out of this, but if that's what's coming, if that's the if that's the new landscape of college basketball is like the John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins type teams, and I'm I'm, I have and I have John Shire and Kyle St- like I mm-hmm. I can't do this for much longer. Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta count mm-hmm. my blessings and uh, shift to one and done. That's how I've always understood it." You're telling me it, it was before that. It was no, Harrison Barnes. That was it the was Harrison quote. Barnes. Kyrie
1: okay. Irving had already convinced him to to play this game, and Harrison Barnes was supposed to be the 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 one the feather in his cap to say I'm yeah. playing the one and done game, but I'm playing the Duke version of this. I got the academic. I got the kid that wants to go so, to business school. And what Harrison Barnes did that day was change the perception, in my opinion, and also change the caliber of players that went to both schools because. The, the guys that would have gone to the 1990s Dean Smith, North Carolina, I would say, the Rashid Wallaces, they're going to Duke now, right? Yeah, yeah. And the Harrison yeah. Barnes in 1990, the Grant Hill, right? He's going to Duke in the 90s. And then in this the 2010s, he's now going to North Carolina, right. which is the irony of all of this is that North Carolina was, you know, had an academic scandal going on at the time. Mm-hmm. So the smart kids are choosing to go to the place of the academic scandal. So therefore, you can't really brag or boast about that at the time as a North Carolina fan. But that's where we are, and that's where it started, 2009. <laughs>
0: wow. Uh, all right, my number one pick. That's a great number one. Um, I, I I like it, but it's not as good as this, Tate. The number one pick is – it could it only be number one. It is the greatest – it is – It is. it will forever be what I think of when it, when someone brings up college basketball recruiting videos. It is a name that you've already mentioned, Cliff mm. Alexander, in tw- the class of 2014, when he is a Chicago kid. He is the number three – recruit in the class of 2014. Um he has it down to like DePaul as just the hometown like throw in, but yeah. every Illinois fan on earth thinks he's coming to Illinois. Um mm-hmm. cuz you know, this is a this is a theme with Illinois basketball. Is you miss out on the Chicago kids and finally at long last, the number 3 recruit in the country is a Chicago kid. He's going to play for the Illini. It's happening. And Cliff Alexander goes on ESPN, you I want to say, um to make his announcement. And he literally picks up the Illinois hat, sets it down, grabs the Kansas hat, puts the Kansas hat on, and those two seconds are, are etched in my brain forever. <laughs> we get the the video, uh, the reaction video from the Illinois students, um, which is it's it's it's, a, it's absolutely legendary. I watched that like five times today too. Uh, it has more. It has like a million views. Like more people have watched that than, have yeah, watched than the, the actual, actual, announcement. The actual <laughs> announcement. There's this kid, by the way, if you, if, if you guys listen and go back and watch this stuff, watch the Illinois video, my favorite kid. And you, you can watch it a million times. The, uh, the, the reaction video I'm talking about, because you can just watch someone new every time. There's like 30 kids packed into a dorm room together. My favorite is the guy who's like back center kind of, and he's got the orange hat on and the, the eye on the hat. And it, I know this makes no sense to you, take, cause you're not watching it now, but, uh, He basically like he's like a dad. He's 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 got khakis on, and he's got just big time dad energy. Where he's like scared to cuss. He Mm. goes, "What the fuck!" And like just kind of drags it out. Mm. He puts his hands on his hips, and he goes, "Come on, Cliff." And then he goes, what's your problem, man? And he starts saying, stuff like, like, as the rest of the kids in the in the room are double middle fingers and F you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Cliff. I was like, come on, buddy. What's going on here, you <laughs> rascal? <laughs> I was dying watching it. But, yeah, this is the – and, and again, the cherry on top, with as has been the case with a lot of these picks that I've had so far, is that Cliff Alexander was dog shit at Kansas, did nothing. He played 36 total minutes in the NBA. He was – uh, no matter how you slice it, he was a bust of a of a top three recruit in the country. He 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 what he played like I, I want to say he played like twenty five games is all at Kansas. and He barely even played like half the game when he was in there. Very very forgettable Kansas career. He was one and done, uh, and then he goes to the NBA. He played thirty six total minutes in the NBA, um, and all of that the 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 fact that he was on national television making a live decision. Mm-hmm. The fact that like him okie doke in Illinois caused like. All these people to lose their minds and now you look back on it and you're like all of that for cliff alexander that's hilarious it's hilarious. yeah
1: all, all that for cliff alexander and all that to say like if you're cliff alexander the fact that those two seconds as an 18 year old which are basically in his mind he's probably thinking like i was really close to going to illinois you know yeah. like I, I was i was set to go to illinois so therefore i pick it up a little bit you know just to give him a little bit of hope to say hey guys <laughs> yeah. you guys were close you know Yeah. And and, and then and then just that moment in time, like now you're the problem with commitments is like you're going to be hated by the other party that that evolved forever. You know, you're basically like the the way that we talk about how important it is to go to a school and maybe like build in a fan base. You also alienate a fan base like Duke or Carolina. It's like, oh, those people are going to hate you forever. You know,
0: oh, Illinois fans definitely hate Cliff Alexander more forever than, more than Kansas fans like him. I exactly. promise you that.
1: Yeah, yeah, forever, forever.
0: Uh, and and by the way, some context for this this was so, this was I think he made his announcement in 2013. Uh, so it was not exactly right after, but it was still like fresh on enough Illinois fans' mind when Eric Gordon had committed to Illinois. And we mm-hmm. talked about that on the last show with the Derrick Rose stuff. And there was this thought that Derrick Rose and Eric Gordon are going to be a package deal to Illinois, and then. Eric Gordon flips his commitment, not only flips it, but goes to Indiana, which is mm-hmm. kind of a rival to Illinois. Um, and they were really salty about that. In fact, when Eric Gordon then plays at Illinois the next year, uh, they do the, the pregame, like you, you do the alternating announcements and you bump fists at half court, you know, with the yeah. guy on the other team. I forget who it was, maybe Chester Frazier. I, maybe it was him he gets announced as the Illinois guard and Eric Gordon's out there just wanting to bump fist and he just comes up and like shoulder blocks him. And the whole crowd goes crazy and they're like, yeah, fuck Eric Gordon. <laughs> and then like, Welcome to college basketball. And then, basketball yeah, coach, and then yeah. five <laughs> years later, Cliff Alexander does this. And I think at this point, Illinois fans are just like, burn it all to the ground. I, yeah. I hate everyone. Just burn mm-hmm. everything. Um, but looking back, you dodged a bullet, Illinois fans. It worked out well for you. Good, yeah,
1: I mean, so. it definitely worked out well, and like when I, I don't know, it's very funny how it all works because a lot of the times the biggest moments in recruitment don't actually translate to production. Like like Romeo Linkford, you know, like I mean, Cliff Alexander is the best example of all of it because like we're all in uproar over guys what going to get you six points per game and two rebounds yeah, yeah, and play like yeah. twelve minutes, you know what I mean? Like I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what do you say like that it's so
1: you know what I mean? like imagine
0: that? a room full of people flipping off the TV and just be yeah. like come on buddy yeah. and it's you're a reserve big because
1: man you're, yeah. <laughs> you pissed out on a
0: guy who averaged seven points a game and I know one people
1: one. are listening they're like well you wouldn't have been a reserve big man in Illinois but at the same time like, you wouldn't have won anything probably yeah, yeah, like yeah. it would have, I don't know it wouldn't have saved the program and and I don't know if people want to hype up anything to to make it seem like a, a paradigm shifting yeah. moment but I also want to bring up uh, I forgot to say this in Ninety-three, mm-hmm. with with my with my number one point, they had Rashid Wallace committed, very similar to Harrison Barnes, and Kinston native. On Skype, In no, 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 no <laughs> yeah, on the phone. Uh, no, no, no. But Jeff McGinnis, who was a point guard, and uh, and Jerry Stackhouse from Kinston. So it was a three-man class. Mm-hmm. Rashid Wallace. A lot of people thought that he may go to Duke at one point, and then he went to Carolina. So it was like. Very, but, like, that solidified Carolina as being the cool school. And then the other version changed it. So, it,
0: it is weird to me how recruits can have Duke and Carolina on their final list. I don't know. I, f- I feel like you got to make that declaration early. Yeah, like who you, don't you necessarily, are as a person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should that should be your first commitment is whether you're a Duke or North Carolina kid. You should be like I am team Duke, but also mm-hmm. I you know, I I have Kentucky
1: and yeah. First all question. These other schools, do you I'm think like, you're better than people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the idea Cassius Stanley's like yes. <laughs> the idea that Harry
0: Giles wanted to go to North Carolina but went to Duke like that just doesn't sit right, right?
1: Like it just seems weird. No, I mean that's how you, people You're saying it doesn't sit right for you. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely doesn't sit right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I heard the I mean, same thing true. about Zion. I mean, it's true it was, of the
0: guys that go to Carolina too, that had Duke on their
1: final list. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, Jason Williams is the person. I was going to Jay- say Jason
0: Williams, Williams wanted to go to Carolina, didn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Bill Guthrie just like, nah, we got Adam Boone. We got our point <laughs> <wing> guard. <laughs> it's like, what?
0: <laughs> oh man. That was fun. Fun little list. Uh, again, I cannot stress this enough. We are serious. Uh, the next show we do, we are having a five-star commit. Um, we are going to explain what that is on Friday. so I guess if you're listening to this, we've probably already made the announcement this is an announcement about an announcement of an mm-hmm. announcement that is mm-hmm. going to come <laughs> later
1: so uh, this is so take that in yeah this yeah, is
0: great. yeah. <laughs> we but we got a scoop so this is the first time I think we've ever really had like a legitimate college basketball scoop. Uh, we've had a lot we've had John Ross students getting engaged mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. had What
1: else? I mean, we've had lots Um, of baby scoops. This is probably, this this is our We had the Maui stuff. Yeah, we had the Maui field, like the Maui. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, but this is the first, like,
1: yeah. And and we have to admit that we were supposed to have another scoop for the next Maui field, but John Rossin stole it from us this this year. This is our first,
0: I'll put it this way. This is our first (laughs) aggregation opportunity. This is our first opportunity where it's like, we're going to see people writing articles where they're like, on Titus and Tate, he said that he committed, you know. So fingers that, crossed that he commits to a program yeah.
1: that we talk about all, all the time on the, like, so yeah. so some coach has to tune in to watch us with, this I just, kid yeah,
0: I, I I'm sharing for content. I just hope he picks like a, a school that like, yeah, we know a lot about. And like, as soon as he says where he's going, I don't have to start Googling and be like, shit, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about, <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't really know much about the last few years. of
1: Should we, should we give him an Illinois hat or send him an Illinois hat? Just so we <laughs> yeah, can put it on, even, it even it if they're on. not in consideration, he just like puts it on and takes yeah. it off. <laughs> tip of the cat to my favorite player cliff alexander uh i will not be attending illinois we should you should do all the <laughs> announcements
0: you should find a way all 10 of our, our i guess we had nine because we both picked the uh, Wendell carter uh all nine of our picks you should find a way to to incorporate elements yeah, of all of yeah, those, Yeah, like, the like the a small little thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he talks really monotone like Harrison Barnes, like the whole time. Yeah. Oh, but, man.
0: I'm excited. Uh, that'll, that'll be happening on Monday, so uh, be sure to check that out. Look for that announcement. And, and be sure, more importantly, if anyone is retweeting it, anyone is putting the news out and they're not giving us credit, um, please yell at them for us. Yeah, yeah, of course. We have the
1: scoop, so um, – mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we, we, we have that to look forward to. This is uh,
1: the first time that we're going to be in competition with the recruiting, like the 247 yeah, sports of the world. I feel like they're going to get really upset with this. And, yeah, it's coming. Uh, and by the wait. way,
0: it's coming on Monday. So you're listening to this. It's Friday, obviously. Uh, all those recruiting people are going to find out that it's happening. And they're, <laughs> yeah, they're going to, mm-hmm. shit, are they going to scoop us? <laughs> they're like,
1: where is Bronny James going? Yeah. <laughs> Shout-out to closeouts. What do we have? Well, first shout-out to the NBA coming back and the fact that uh, the scrimmages are summer league for people that have not been watching. You and I both love summer league. What they're doing with these scrimmages is basically letting the guys that are actually in the league play summer league basketball. Jokic started at point guard. Bol Bol was a sensation, a guy that you and I both love uh, because he hit that 1-3. Great branding
0: for for Bol Bol to be named Bol Bol in the NBA Bol Bol. Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah, like you say it fast you're like you're like man that 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 bulbo was a success that nba bulbul. and then you just kind of subliminally you're Like, yeah, the bubble is, yeah, a the success. bubble was a success, <laughs> and Bull Bull was, a, yeah, and then suddenly, yeah, there you go, yeah. Boom. <laughs> so,
1: that's all great. Uh, shout out to Bull Bull and shout out to the Trailblazers who walk on the uh, it's very interesting if you're watching these games. There's no fans, obviously. They're trying to put like, uh, you know, sound effects on the Jumbotron or like the Heat had like actual Heat people, which I didn't know they had, they had they, like yeah, that. the
0: Heat had it was cool. The Heat game, uh. In the fourth quarter, they had the fans leaving early. It was awesome. It was like, <laughs>
1: yeah, it was great. Then, then, when Duncan Robinson kept hitting threes, yeah, there outside, they were outside like, let, yeah, the let us in the bubble, let us in the bubble, please, <laughs> please put us back in the bubble. Uh, but shout out to the Trailblazers. Uh, they they were hyping up the crowd, the non-existent crowd, and they obviously were just screwing around. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. Dame Lillard, the first play, he just throws like the laziest entry pass into Nurkic, who hasn't scored since last year, just so that he can score a bucket. Nurkic scores a bucket, and he's like. All right, I'm done with this now. <laughs> it's like, all right, it's me too. Um, so just shout out to, to the scrimmages, and and I love just the the free flowing uh, that's happening on the basketball court right
0: now. Uh, I want to shout out two name changes in professional sports. First of all, mm. the Seattle Kraken NHL team that is that is their official name now, the Kraken. I don't say love the name. I don't love the name. I want
1: you to say it because I love. I, yeah.
0: I so I like the logo. I like the little. They made like an anchor where it's like the the mm-hmm. space needle at the top of the anchor. Um, I like the colors, the teal, whatever.
1: The red. I like the, the red the accent. Yeah. I like the
0: idea of the fans being called crackheads. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the the fan section. That's that seems to be taking off right now. But what?
1: <laughs> yeah, wait what yeah exactly yeah, no, that's what- well
0: because you contrast it with today also uh the Washington football team is officially called the Washington football team for the time mm-hmm. being which is mm-hmm. an idea that I'm fully behind and I've yeah. been pitching this for a while that n- all jokes aside I-, I legitimately think that's awesome for them to do that especially because it's like in the nation's capital I don't know if it plays as well if it's the the Denver football team like that doesn't pop as well but like the fact that it's the nation's capital we are the football team of the nation's capital and that's all you really need I love it, and everyone's losing their minds. They're like, "That is so bland. The branding sucks." And I'm looking at the Seattle Kraken situation. And I'm like, "That's the alternative:
1: is you like pick some mythical creature, mythical yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: creature in yeah. the bottom of the ocean? What are, mm-hmm. like the Washington Loch Ness monster? What the hell are we doing?" That would have like, been
1: great. That would have been good. The Washington <laughs> apparently, Big
0: apparently, the internet would have loved that. I, I I am firmly anti whatever the internet believes on team names. Like, it, <laughs> I I think I think every every new team name I've seen in professional sports. I can't remember the last one where I was like, "Yeah, they killed it," except for like the Charlotte
1: Hornets. And I was gonna say the Hornets killed it. Yeah, yeah, twenty-four. They're going back to what
0: they were, you know. Like no other, no the Pelicans. Like I've learned to, I've learned mm. to be like, yeah, okay, cool. The Pelicans. I didn't love it at the time. Uh, the Thunder. I was like, that's. I mean, it makes sense. It's Oklahoma City. Still stupid. Mm-hmm. All the nicknames are stupid. Kraken mm. is absolutely stupid. Uh, I will probably learn to like it eventually, but. Let this be a lesson that Washington doesn't need a nickname, Tate. This is why nicknames are stupid in pro sports, is because teams can move around. And the Washington mm-hmm. football team is not going to move. Washington's a massive market, obviously. But like, the idea of you pick a name that's tied to a, the region, and then they move, to, and then they become Utah, Utah Jazz, Jazz the, and, the, yeah, yeah. and the Los Angeles Lakers. And you're like, this is so stupid that we spent so much time. you know, when It's, it's going to be the St. Louis crack. I guess St. Louis already has a... <laughs> When the when the hockey team becomes the Oklahoma City Kraken (laughs) in twelve
1: years, and the Kraken has had to go to Oklahoma City, they're gonna be like, "What is going on here? (laughs) (laughs)
0: This
1: is not what I signed up for." I did. I do. One last note on that. I do find it fascinating that the rollout. I always want to know who was the first person to say they like something on Twitter because it does seem like once once the once the ticket once is you, in yeah yeah like once the ticket is in it's like everyone likes the crack and then everyone jumps in it's like man i love shout it, out it, to those heroes who like yeah. don't know what the Who's first
0: which, which way it's gonna go and you're just yeah. like screw it i'm throwing my opinion out there yeah. and
1: i do i want to see the person that jumps out first and then deletes it I because they realize that they're it. wrong they're like man these are terrible cracking worst name i ever heard and then well, they look at the you know mina kimes and everyone else they're like oh no 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 delete 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 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm
0: gonna be the brave soul i'm gonna be the hero and stand in in the face of the kraken and say that's a shitty name and I I don't hate Washington, it. Washington football it, name bro. is awesome. Washington football team is so much better than the Kraken, by far. And mm. I, I might be the only person on earth who has that opinion, but I don't care. I'm going down with the ship. I, uh, <laughs> I'll let the Kraken best... take my ship down. <laughs> my,
1: my, next, my next thing that I want to happen in sports uh, is to take the town away, to take the name away, uh, and go full branded team. It almost happened with the Nets because no one wanted to play basketball in New Jersey. They almost mm. sold the Nets and changed the name to the Nike Nets. It would have been uh, enough. (laughs) You didn't, did you know this? Yeah. They wanted to change the name to the Nike nets. Nike was going to buy the nets and basically just have a branded team in the NBA. Um, that was the plan. It didn't happen. They,
0: I love this idea. Corporate make NBA just corporate. Corporate, yes, yeah, yes. It's like it's like th- the Little League team when I was growing up. Like all the local mom and pop shops sponsored yeah. our Little League team. I played yeah, for yeah. Home Lumber Little League. Yeah. That was like our team. And there's like Home yeah. Lumber's down the street. I played
1: for the Kiwanis Club. You know what I mean? Yeah. I played for yeah, BFW. Right. You know what I mean? Like I played for Randy's way. Flea Market. Like those <laughs> yeah. are those are the teams that I played for. And if you had the T-Mobile football, to professional football team, <laughs> yeah. and it's T-Mobile versus Nike, people <laughs> are tuning in. <laughs> They're gonna Randy, th-
0: the Randy's Flea Market Cavaliers,
1: dude. Eighteen, <laughs> 18 and zero, <laughs> Randy's Flea Market. Eighteen and zero. First interview I ever did. Seven years old. Eighteen and zero. Unbelievable. Oh shout man. to My dad, great coach. Uh,
0: Before we go, one more shout out. I want to shout out thoughts and prayers to uh, the the official. We're talking mascots. The official mascot of Titus mm. and Tate, my dog Moses. Um, mm. I
1: thought Warren, you were gonna say Kyle. I was. like, yeah, Kyle. I was like what's Kyle
0: doing? He's the unofficial. He's. he's <laughs> the colloquial he's a affectionately he's the hog. <laughs> we call him the hog that's why we call it the hogs uh because of kyle um moses has has not been groomed during the entire quarantine tate it's mm-hmm. been a very long time and in fact before the quarantine i don't groom him uh probably as often as i should probably every couple of months two three months whatever it is mm-hmm. uh so he was due for grooming right as all this hit and then I haven't been able to groom him obviously cause things have been closed and then like things are sort of opening up, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's not really a priority. I can just brush his hair, whatever, whatever. Uh, so finally this week I decided, all right, it, it's time. It's enough. He he kind of got into some, I took him on a walk somewhere and he kind of got into some stinky, he, he rolled around in some shit. I'll
1: just, I'll just mm-hmm. I, I was trying to
0: find a euphemism. He just rolled around yeah. some gee shit. Yeah. Um. So I was like, it's time for a bath. He could use a haircut. I don't really want to wash the gee shit out of him. I'm just going to take him to the, I'm going to take him to the groomer. We'll get him Mm -hmm. trimmed up and uh, everything will be good. So I take him there. I tell the groomer, um, they go, what what kind of cut are you looking for? And I was like, well, you know, it's here. He's kind of shaggy. Like it's hot. Like trim him up a little bit, like trim it nice and dead, make him look nice and sleek and clean and all that. And they were like, so how short do you want to go? And I was like, nah, I mean, you know, like you're the expert. Regular. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I'm not a dog groomer. That's why I'm paying you. Uh, so I, I, first of all, my first mistake, I took him to PetSmart, which is like, I understand looking back, that's a, that's a very, very bad move. But I, my, in my defense, what happened, the reason I took him to PetSmart is because when I first moved out to LA, I didn't have a groomer lined up. I lived right next to a PetSmart. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, a, it, there was like an emergency situation where I needed him groomed. It like, it was the same sort of thing. Like he rolled around some shit. I was like, I'm just going to take him in, whatever the lady there did a great job. Um, so I was like, hey, I'll take him back. And then I started to build a familiarity with them and that's kind of where I just ended up taking him, even though I know I, there's probably better places. So anyway, I take him this time. His normal groomer is not there. It's a new, she's, she's out for COVID reasons, I guess, like whatever. They, they're on weird shifts. Weird people are working weird times. She's, she can't do it. So I, I entrust him to a new, new groomer taking care of him. Um, and again, we do the we do the back and forth. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. Like, just whatever the normal. I don't know your terms. Just give him the normal cut. And she's like, say no more. So she, they say he'll be ready by five. They call me at six thirty and say he's he's done. I go pick him up and Tate. They butchered my boy. They he? how's he doing? They butchered him. He I, I can't show him. I, I I cannot. I will not do it. I will not mm-hmm. embarrass. Him. They he has a Brad Davis and buzz cut and i why? was livid and uh and first of all like i i i feel like a shitty owner i can't even take him on walks people give me dirty looks like why would you take a golden retriever with like a nice flowing beautiful mane and buzz him down to brad davison and i said i didn't do it I I'm beside myself, and I and Moses is just like walking around the house. He looks naked. He feels naked. He he looks like he wants to kill he's me. He's looking inside. at you
1: like, "What did you do to me? What did I do to you?"
0: And and I just wanted to say, thoughts and prayers, buddy. We, okay. we love you. We're all thinking of you. Your hair is going to grow back. Um, but yeah, it, apparently, like it, it. If anybody has any tricks on how to 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 what what I should do about this, let me know. Just, yeah, just please let me know. I'm I'm very very hurt because he's he's a handsome dog. He he's. I don't know. It's, it's brutal, man. So thoughts and prayers to both. This
1: sounds a lot like my mom. When uh, I went to my first haircut at Carolina and you go to a barbershop in the South and they don't know anything other than like a one, which is like, I'm just going to shave your head. You know, I don't really, I don't really know what you want. You, you sound like you have a plan. Like you want me to use scissors, but I don't do that. So they just shave you and then you leave and you're like, what just happened? What just to me? happened? And yeah. you feel horrible and you're looking around, you don't know who to blame other than yourself. That's where Moses is right now. So like you said, thoughts and prayers prayers we're pulling for him. My theory is
0: that bad. they my theory is that they started to like they just kept evening it out. Like they yeah. they, they shaved two shorts, so and then they kept they're like, crap, well, let me make this shorter. And they just kept <laughs> going back and forth. And then they looked up, they're like, Well, he's completely naked now. Um, I don't know. I told the lady like I wanted it kind of short because but I, I meant like for a golden retriever. I wanted like shorter for gold. She's like, retriever. whatever you say, sir.
1: I don't want it short for <laughs>
0: a freaking, like, I don't know. Come on. I I, 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 I thought some prayers for a boy. So, uh, yeah, if if you have it in your heart,
1: uh, reach out to Titus and tell him how reach to, out yeah, to uh, yeah. how do you get Moses's hair, how how do do get get hair, back? hair back. How do I hide
0: this? What do I tell people when they stop me on the street and they tell me, they scold me and they're like, dude, you're not supposed to do this to a golden retriever. And I'm like, I know I yeah, didn't like, want hey, to tell
1: the lady at pet smart. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you the Smart.
0: Um, Yeah. So that's it. That's my that's my only shout out.
1: Man, well, I'm pulling for Moses right now, and I'm hoping that he gets it figured out. And I'm also happy that you and I uh, we were able to talk about nothing yet again, mm-hmm. but we have sports back. So sports at the are end back. Of the day, yeah, we have we have a light at the end of the tunnel. We are at the end of the tunnel, and uh, let's hope the light keeps shining.
0: We're 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 there. Positive vibes only. We made it yeah. out. Um, thank you for listening. We will be back on Monday, or we're gonna record it on Monday. But uh, yep. yeah, check out Monday. We're gonna put out the announcement. We're gonna record the announcement, put it out, and then we're gonna also like have the particular player on our Mm. show to discuss yeah his 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 announcement all that uh i'm very excited about that we have a scoop get excited sports are back see you guys monday